you guys are in for a good one this week. We sat down with Subconscious Realms. In fact, we were invited on there. Subconscious Realms is a podcast out of the UK done by a guy called General Lee. It was an excellent conversation. He wanted to have Angus and I on to discuss Australia and the megalithic picture. As usual, we tangentialized and went uphill and down Dale. However, we had a really good time with this one. And I like sitting down with Lee. Look forward to doing some more work with him. He's just starting out on the podcast journey and and the subject matter is really interesting. So make sure you look him up, Subconscious Realms. I'll put all the links and everything in the show notes. However, I think that'll be about it. I'm not sure what song to go with this one. Kind of feels a bit underground, so we'll see. I'm not sure. However, I'll obviously look up uh, General Lee and Subconscious Realms and all your podcast apps. Make sure you give us a like, give us a follow, give us a review and uh, give him a listen as well. Awesome show, awesome guests. And that's it. Look after yourselves, stay safe, be kind, be cool, and we'll talk soon. Cheers. We went for spitting jam stuff. 50 fans in a little cramped room. A shoebox, he couldn't fit a shoe in the tour. And Switzerland with my man in the minivan. Being the man of the minicam. Happening in the minivan. I've seen bodies that I trust in a way. Cause money can't buy your love, but it can earn your hate. And none of you came from fuck to the movement. We're large. Now every crew is making music. Every dude has got bars. Now every half ass bar fly up in the bar once. You said about spitting about the dark and the hard times. On the fighting for the crowds and the such. When we in Canada in the pal who had been down on his luck It's some volleys pushing trolleys eating soup from a tent My girls are golly man, these polys ain't improving a thing We'll swap your warriors for some volleys, swap your soup for some wings And fly with us, we light it up and it's a beautiful Open mic nights, mastering the auto rap. We man-made underground like an artifact. We don't need to worry when the market crash. I'm from the bottom, brought up my new Scotland. Planted all my seeds, watered them, and watch it blossom. Then they try to tell me over time we'd be forgotten. Rotten, thinking that you're gonna keep me boxed in. Nonsense, hilltop and class rock till you're noggin' nod. And you can walk in my shoes, but never fit in my jeans. I do this with no option till my body's old and rotten and exhausted. Keep it going, cause I'm living my dream. When it comes to picture painting, we might be the illustrated with the visuals illustrated. That's still communication. Therapy for life without the rehabilitation. Keep waiting, I'm about to blow up. Another visionary will light the flame, write their name in their sweat, blood and infamy.
me It's got a symphony Fuck the industry Let them come We're the ones carving history So we rhyme for the hurt and poor Hard work and poor International herd applaud the local suburban toy All gave a purpose for the wrong And the curtains draw Furthermore, ask yourself what you're searching for Follow me to a place I like to go. Line a note to signpost to find that which lies below. Born in 88, so I came in late to find for the first time in life I felt right at home. Through the growing pains and hostile takeovers, people trying to put us down like Beethoven. We stayed strong and remained focused till they had no other choice but to stand up and take notice. Never thought what I wrote on the page back in the day would ever have me catching a plane or wrapping up on a stage. Staring out at the crowd in amazement, thinking back on the days when we were confined to the limitations of the basement. The sub to raining and kids became the main event. I pay respect to those who spent days laying foundations. Countdown to detonation. Welcome to another episode of Subconscious Realms. I'm your host, General Lee. And for tonight, we have undoubtedly one of my favourite shows, which has an abundance of killer content with the elite level hosts. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the hosts and creators of Unlocking the Code, Angus and Triffin. Uh, now then, gentlemen. Mate. G'day, mate. Elite, hey, elite, elite, elite is, a, is a fine compliment, sir. Mate, Thank you, you very much. You're right in the fucking fields, bro. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I am being Put totally honest with you, mate. From the, from the get-go. Yeah, what are we, what are we going to do here? <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's, that's Triffin and Angus. Yeah. This is, this is Triff show. I just visit. Oh, yeah. apologies. No, no, Sorry, no. That's, that's all sorry. good, bro. That's, that's all I'm good. I'm doing man. it in alphabetical order. Alphabetical oh, order. No, no, no. It's understandable, man. 100%. <laughs> but no, look, we, look. It, it, but the creators of Unlocking the Code is not uh, that far from the truth either. Okay, so Angus did very much help me start this show, and we're actually about to turn five, mate. Uh, in about eleven days' time, we've been doing this for five years now. So it's that uh, is incredible, lads. So yeah. A series of that is incredible. That is some commitment of passion. That. It's been a lot and, 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 it, and it's reflective. Years. It is certainly reflective with, um, you know, your commitment and the content is extraordinary. Yeah, it's been interesting. We, we've had a bit of reflection lately, haven't we, mate? Where it's like, yeah. we, we were like, we are actually thousands of hours into the research. And because it's, it's like, yeah, there's, there's the lot. podcasts that get released, but there's, 10 times the amount of research and podcasts and this, that, and the other that goes into background sort of background stuff that stuff. goes into producing yeah. an episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are actually thousands of hours into the research and, yeah, yeah. you know, we, we are here to try and unlock the code, man. And it's, um, yeah, we are getting closer. I feel like I know you want to, you want to, you, you want to learn about Australia tonight. And I can actually do that for you. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, quite easily. Uh, Cause there's a story that is untold. Uh, you know, there's an Australia sized hole, in uh in in the story globally a lot of with to do with the ancient mysteries and the megalithic stuff and as it turns out it's not that um mis- mystery it's not that, not that's not the right word. mysterious mysterious yeah. it's not that mysterious yeah. yeah uh so yeah mate did you want to discuss anything else before we jump in man you got any questions or we you want to want to crack on with this uh, the info we got tonight uh, yeah we could just get straight into it if you want um uh, if that suits you you 
you know. Yeah. Um, no, we're good, mate. I we're think good. that's good it. I think it's like, like like you said, these thousands of hours in, I think a lot of people might not understand that. Um, yeah, you do a show, it might it can range from an hour, hour and a half to even longer, three, four hours, depends yeah. on what you're covering. Yeah. Um, but, we, but we had a we had a weird like fetish thing with pushing as long as we could back in the day. Yeah. We've sort of tamed yeah. it a little bit now, we've matured a little bit yeah. into into um, sustainability. It's about an hour and a half. We like back, an hour and a back half. Back in the day, yeah. we used to yeah, yeah. push yeah. over three hours all the time and just just rage deep into the night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, <laughs> Plucking yeah. things from deep back within the subconscious. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> if, if we're honest, what, what, it act, what actually happened, Lee, is when we started the show is we, we played cards together, right? There was a group of boys that played cards together and we yeah. played poker. And, of course, while we played poker, we drank alcohol. So what we thought is, and it, it wasn't just, at a casual pace. It wasn't at a it casual was kind of a pace. Race. Yeah, it was a race. So we we would get really yeah. My, my my wife would say we was like drunken pirates when she come and give yeah. us some food later at night, right? <laughs> we took that energy and we created the podcast, right? And to start Whoa. with, yeah, look, there may be like hundred and sixty something episodes that have been released, but there's probably about I don't know ten or fifteen that never made the cut because. It's just not uh, kosher, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were talking over yeah, each other. Again, we were big, slurring. Again. We were off our yeah. chops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we took – and the bit, so you, you find that balance, man. Like, you know, it's – if you actually – if you, you see either side of me and Angus, we've got mineral water, we've got monsters. There's actually a process, man. There's a, there's a, there's a process to achieving podcast. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Sustainability. You know. That kind of thing. But yeah, no, it's been a ride, eh? It's been a ride. And I think, um, so I'm just going to start with Australia, bud. We, um, when we started, didn't we, man? We looked into Egypt a lot. We were, we were on the global megalithic path. Yeah, we were on South America. You know, the, the classics yeah. Where, yeah. where we sort of started. Yeah. And then, and then the question begged one night here in the refinery, and it basically was, what about Australia? Right? Mm. And we had heard of the Gympie Pyramid. We had heard of bits and pieces. But we never dug into what that was, right? And it sort of took us on a bit of a journey that we're still on, right? And um, as it so happens, uh, I, I will take you through. You can see us, can't you, mate? You've got the camera on. You can see us. Yeah, yeah, I can see you. Okay, Probably cool. fall on Charles, mate, but um, yeah, I'm good. Uh, so what I can do is I will – hang on a second. What am I doing here? So if I go like that. Because I can bring something up, man. It's going to be easier for me to show you. Um, yeah, we got some. We got slides prepared, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Slides, slides, yeah. you elite level. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, thing, can you see that, mate? Can you see down under there? All right. See the map yes. of Australia, bro. Map of Australia. Okay. So yeah, man. This is uh, so. Look, down under is interesting, right? Obviously, we're in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It's the biggest island mass on the world. It is actually the oldest piece of rock in the world as well, isn't yeah, it? Mate? It's about three and a half billion years old, I yeah, think, man, is some of the very, rock. Very old. Three and a half billion. Uh, yep. Yeah, in Western Australia. So over no, here in Western Australia, there is rock that has been exposed to the elements for three and a half billion years, right? Mm. So it is actually the oldest piece of rock on the planet. And part of that is because of where we are situated on the on the tectonic plate. So yeah. we're at, at this point in time, like we're kind of central. Um, so if you look towards the Western Australia and the Indian Ocean, that plate is actually moving northwest because mm. um, that's where right, the Himalayas right. come from. 
So it's it's pushing up there. Right. So because of where we sit and to our east coast, um, that's the old uh, Pacific Ring of Fire. So that's yeah. that's sort of runs through New Zealand. There's a lot of volcanic volcanic uh, islands. Yeah, New Zealand's volcanic and runs up to Japan, sort of thing. Mm. And because we're because we're like on the tail of that plate, so mm. we're pushing northwest, and the new part of plate is out in the um, Pacific Ocean stability that's that's why we're so old mm. is because we're right at the tail end of that like if we had been yeah. if the country itself had been situated further northeast on that plate mm. we would um you know ha- half of us might be in the himalayas mm. Mm. Yeah. so that's that's okay. that's, yeah. that's yeah. why that's why yeah the the rock here is so old because it's stable it's in the middle of the, the plate and it's just sitting you know there. we've got no topsoil left yeah, you know, no you're, top you're, soil. europe is so fertile compared to us yeah like we are we are a barren wasteland for most of it. Mm. Mm. I think so, what's fascinating as well about, just, sorry to interrupt, it, is, right. um, you've got like certain parts of Australia is like, oh, it's got a fucking desert and mm-hmm. you've got like, it's so hot. Mm-hmm. And then you've got areas where it's like cold, I'd say it's like um, over in England where it's fucking cold all the time. And you've yeah. got like tropical bits as well. It's like everything's there. Yeah, yeah, so I grew up in like I, I, grew up, I grew up in Ballarat and Victoria, which is down here at the bottom, right? And that's pretty much right. as cold as that's pretty European. Pretty European, very cold, very very it's cold. That, that's in itself is crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. then we're in Brisbane now, so we're up up on the east coast there, and it's pretty temperate here. Right, yeah. it's one of the good things about right. this. It, it doesn't right. get too cool. It gets pretty hot in some times. Um, however, yeah, it's pretty temperate here, and then you go north into the rainforest west into the desert but before you get there there's valleys and mountains and rainforests and all sorts of stuff hidden and and i suppose that leads us to what we had a discussion about and it actually it might have been we talked about the day that we went for that drive and we were looking at the country right and we were Mm -hmm. talking in the car and saying there's no way that everyone no white man has ever set foot on every square inch of this continent yeah right it's no way that that's happened so what is actually hidden into the bush and what is um now what is around okay yeah and, and if yeah. you want to talk like if you want to talk cryptids like we were banging yeah. on about before yeah we hit record yeah. yeah well if you see that that big um green patch there in the middle that has that lake in the middle of it mm, like oh yeah. yeah out in that area mm-hmm. one of one of our sort of lesser known sort of cryptids is a giant uh goenna or like like a it's like a komodo dragon sort of yeah, thing you, but you know, you know what I mean. yeah. so, so oh, the komodo man. dragon comes in as an adult at about sort of three meters well our parent or, or something or maybe it's even bigger than that Could maybe be four meters yeah. because i know our parenti which is a, a large goenna that lives out in the outback uh it will reach like two and a half three meters. yeah yeah the big goennas will reach three yeah yeah but they are like they are most they are mostly tail mm. and and compared to a komodo dragon our parenti is fairly fine mm. it's a lot faster mm. sort of thing cuz i guess it's due to having probably larger distances to, to cover um so yeah they're a lot slimmer i would a massive but, goanna steal a roast chicken off me once dude they are like even <laughs> they just yeah, steal so, the chicken man instead just it'll walk up to your picking plate and st- take the chicken and run away right? they they get very ga- they're kind of like our, they're kind of like our version of bears at campsites yeah. they they can become pests yeah. and i'm talking like two two and a half meter long black lizards with with white stripes because yeah. on the on the coastline we get um 
lace monitors is what yeah. we call them. Yeah. So they lace are monitors. a lace monitor. So they're all the same style of lizard, mm. right? They're, yeah. But, but um, they're all they're just sort of slightly um, adapted to their area. Mm. So our lace monitor has hooked claws yes. because they climb trees, whereas Parentes don't climb trees. They are desert runners. Mm. So um, they're, yeah, man, they're pretty pretty scary. And it's one of those things that you don't hear about much. And there's meant to be a cryptid version that that is like the the five-meter yeah, giant... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant lizards, yeah. Giant lizards. Five-meter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That roams, roams out back sort of where, where those uh, four states meet. Out in um, oh, what is that corner called? Cameron's Corner, Cameron's corner yeah. is what that's called. So you got Northern Territory, South Australia, New South Wales, and Queensland all meeting at one point there. Well, that's that's kind of the area around that Lake mm. Eyre kind of mm. basin. Mm. It's very arid, yeah. very dry. Simpson Desert's right there. I'm pretty mm. sure. Mm. Yeah. So there's sand dunes and shit there. Mm. That's the kind of area where there's been reports, and there's a couple of um like mystery researchers from down under um, that actually claim to have like plaster casts of these yeah, footprints, yeah, footprints that are, I've seen them. that are like yeah, 30 massive, centimeters massive. across. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they're giant, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. comparable to like a crocodile footprint of a similar size. Yeah. Yet um, it's, it's obviously different prints because mm. the, the foot structure yeah. is different compared to a crocodile, but the size wise, because, mm. because crocs get to five, six meters, it's comparable Mm. I mean, the other the other cryptid yeah, that yeah. comes to mind is um, there's always uh, panther sightings or big cat sightings all through. Yeah, that's another one. All the, yeah. yeah, there's always panthers and big cats that are uh, are seen in the remote bush and stuff like so that. So if you get down to Sydney, um, in the Blue Mountains behind Sydney, mm. um, the Blue Mountains. Yeah, the Blue Mountains. So it's it's part of the Great Dividing Range, and it's just and it's west of right. Sydney mm. by a couple of hours. Well, mm. that's probably the epicenter. For big cat sightings yeah. um, over over the years, and yeah, there's been lots of you know. I think I think there's a, I think it's there's an urban legend that seems to emit from Is a lot of circus? different the places. Circus there's the circus there's one, the circus one, and there's yeah. an escaped mascot one yeah. from like a US um, like navy yeah, or yeah. something like that. Mm. So there's a few different stories, but they don't sort of lock down to any one location. They seem to be generic across multiple locations. Yeah, because I mean, so, I heard that circus story in Victoria, yeah, and then I've heard it again. People tell it up here, yeah, right. So it's like, which is it? It's a it's an urban legend. Which is which is which? But speaking of the Blue Mountains, to segue. Back to megalithical. Back into the megalithic realm. This, right. is, this is what you get with UTC, man. We're, right. we're a little bit ADHD. We do just jump around <laughs> and tangentize, but right. hey, we'll keep uh, it. That, that is what we love. Well, no, we'll see. Uh, the blue, in, in the back of the Blue Mountains, I haven't been able to get uh, locations yet, but apparently there is, uh, there's big drains uh, like aquifers and hydro, hydrology uh, hydro technology through the Blue Mountains, as far as like uh, concrete drains that run down mountains and all this sort of stuff, platforms and other weird stuff that I, I've seen pictures of, but haven't been able to get a location of uh, just yet. But that's in the back of the Blue Mountains. But yeah, our investigations took us to Gimpy initially, right? And what we've got here is is what I dubbed the preparation stone. Okay, so for uh, for my listeners, because obviously this is a swap cast as well. Um, you, you guys might have heard about this, but we talked about in EFS, we talked about the plants that could melt stone and cut stone, right? So there's 
there's supposedly three or four elements of plants that when you combine them, it uh, has the ability to cut and shape stone. And if you look here, I dubbed this the preparation stone because it looks to me that is exactly what they've done here, right? They have in this bottom side here, I actually think there's another picture. There you go. So there's another picture here where you can actually see that they've prepared the mixture, right? And it has actually melted the stone. It looks, you can see the rings oh, of where man. the stone is melted. So, and, and if that you compare, is fascinated. If you compare that to Aswan Quarry or Baalbek mm. um, with this, the scoop marks mm -hmm. um, underneath the different sort of blocks and shit. So it's sort of sort of reminiscent of that you mm. know in a way you know it, it definitely looks like a scoop mark much like those ones are mm, mm. and you can see well, sort of bit, you go mate what's the question so sorry no see it's just with regards to this now it's just got me thinking straight away how you hear uh, people say oh there's no way they would have been able to cut stones back then um, mm -hmm. it looks like laser cut i'm thinking that they used the similar something like this well, look there is some very uh strong evidence for uh de-aggregating and aggregating limestone okay and then right. these plant acids do echo in south america uh there's evidence of them down here we we think the prickly pear is one of the plants mm. but we don't know what the other two prickly are pear. um but uh, i'm not because there's prickly pear this is actually what is called chucky kundu or the gimpy pyramid that this this is where this is taken right um gimpy Pyramid. Pyramid, yeah. And you can see here, right, see here on the right here, this looks like where they've sharpened a tool, okay? So there is drag marks yeah, through yeah. this stone, and this looks like they where they would have sharpened some sort of tool in order to prepare to cut the stone, and then that is where they have actually cut the stone to use as a test piece, okay? That is fascinating. Right? It so really that, is. <laughs> that's the reason that I called it the preparation stone, because to me yeah, it looks yeah. like it's a three-part process here where they've tested the suit, yeah, tested it, sharpened it, and then used it. So let's let's just for for your listeners and anyone who may not have heard about the Gimpy Pyramid or Jaki Kundu, mm. let's just do a little backstory, man, because because uh, this is this is an Aboriginal sacred site yes. and it's located where right, from right. about about two and a half hours uh, north of Brisbane. Um, well, it I think it it once was located because I'm pretty sure it's been destroyed now. No, it, yeah, yes or is no. it is it off to the side? It's off to the side. Yeah, okay, cool. So the actual area, it's a, it's it's a it was a large site, mm. but the actual pyramid site itself is kind of built into the side of a ridge line. So right. they've just put a brand new road through there. Um, nice, that's, nice. What, that's what that's that's what it looked like when we went there. Is that your knife then, lads? I like that. <laughs> oh, the knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll come back to the knife. <laughs> yeah, nice yeah. See that tomahawk? See the tomahawk? Lovely. Yeah. I got him that from work. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, ever, you ever seen, um, if you know a chippy, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if these are a global brand. I don't know. Earth anyway, yeah. Estwing. Yeah, yeah, it's an, that's an Estwing nice. um, uh, hammer, yeah. but it's a, it's got a tomahawk head on it. Yeah. So it's got that really nice leather oh. Estwing Man, my, my my work used to stock them, and we used to just they were about one hundred and forty bucks per per thing. I've got Jeez. like eight of them. I've never seen one like, like that. They're uh, yeah, they're nice. They man. Nice. But see, here's a, this. So this is this is this is the Gimpy site when we went and visited it. Okay, um, and it, it's basically from the front. You can sort of see there. It does look from the front like a pyramid. Okay, but it's not a pyramid. It's a ridge line. 
So basically that right, goes up right. and then goes along the back there, right? It's not, it's not, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't drop back down no, at the no, back no. there. It's a ridge it line. continues along a ridge line. So this is kind of like the end mm. of a ridge line, mm. but yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of walls built up the side mm. um, that you can see there. Um, right. Yeah. So the, there's these walls yeah, sure. and, but and the walls in Gympie are interesting in themselves. Yeah. And look, um, we, so, Sorry, You're I think right. we go with um, so these these stones are what's meant to be left over. Mm. There was a lot of infrastructure that was meant to be found on this site that yes. has been moved to other areas. Yeah. Um, there's there was a site to the west of here mm. that um, it was said that because you got to remember you got uh, gold. You had in a period of Australia's history, you had after the colonization. You had a gold rush, and Gympie was at like the epicenter mm. of the gold it was one rush. Of the gold rushes, yeah. Um, and then, so that built up the area, and of course, you get the other infrastructure like agriculture and stuff coming in to support that kind of um, population increase. So, some of the stones were meant to be taken about two k's to the west. Yeah. There is a, a farm there, a farm there, an old piggery. Yeah, piggery and a fence and something like that. Yeah, yeah so but we could never get in to see right, that. Right. That's it. We could never get access to that. But then there's other stones that are said to come from this site that were deconstructed. Mm. Triff, you want to flick over to those? Yeah, well, well just before we jump there, yeah, sorry. We, we think, um, but yeah, that's a little backstory on the Gibby Pyramid. I was thinking too, maybe something that a lot of people don't know. I mean, obviously, the Indigenous history down here is, is pretty bad, right? And... Um, the other thing we got to understand too is that if you were given property back then, basically one of the stipulations was that if you found anything of indigenous interest, the crown would take the property back, right? Yeah. Uh, so instead, because it was supposed to be heritage, right? So instead, what a lot of the farmers did, and this is the reason we don't have any of this stuff still standing anymore, is they just knock it over um, and not right, say anything. Right. Because um, if you risk, if you run the risk lose of your lose, land, losing yeah. your land, yeah, 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 going to lose your land. See, so I lose it's my a big land. Big loss, though, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, man, that's your lifeblood. And There's the thing no guarantee is, you're going to get other. And land. the un- and that's the thing. It's like I can see that it's a, a, a tragedy, and I wish they didn't do it. However, I can also understand why it happened as the well. Human perspective. The human perspective. Yeah. But before we get there, because some of the stones we're going to see in the wall, what um, you can see here, right? So that's the end of the preparation stone. But that's one of the other – I found these cuts, right? So when I looked at that, then you look at that there, right? And, I, I yeah, that's a yeah. nice knife. Actually, the knife is <laughs> – the knife's just here. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, it looks like it's cut. And the knife's just there for, for measurement, right? But then I dug it out a bit more. I mean, that's for sure been cut, right? It's been cut out of there. Yeah. Right? You yeah. can see that. It's obvious, though, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's another block that we found just lying on the side of the hill. I mean, that looks like it has been shaped and cut as well, without a shadow of a doubt. It does, does, yeah. yeah. Um, now, this is, if you look up Gimpy Pyramid online, this is the picture that comes up, okay? Don't want to burst anyone's bubble, but behind the hill of the Gimpy Pyramid, there is no ridge line that looks like that, okay? So this is not right, top right. of the Gimpy Pyramid. I don't know where this is, but it's not Gimpy Pyramid because you stand on that hill, there is no ridge line that goes up and beyond it okay um so that's a bit of a debunking because it's not i mean you can see it there right so you're standing here there's no if you, you you've stood up there there's yeah. no ridge line that no goes it, it is there. the high point of the area exactly. hence, hence partly why it's part of 
like sacred site for the right. the Aboriginals. And you can see there that it is a bit pyramid shaped, right? So that overhead photo, you can see that it is a bit pyramid shaped, but the ridge line goes back and and away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the story goes, the very top of the the pyramidal shape somewhere there, here, there was meant to be like a ceremony, uh, standing stone circles. circles yeah. Um, that that had um, different areas of initiation. Basically, this is this is one of the many theories, mm. um, because like we said, it's very tough trolling back through our history. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of people who are guarded that mm-hmm. don't want to share this their secrets or, yes. or their stories. Yes. Uh, right. That they right. sort of protect it. Yeah. You know the, the stories that are passed down orally mm. um yeah are these like the aboriginal yeah 100 percent. yeah 100 yeah 100 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah because you know they've had so much taken by the white man already you know mm. there, there's a certain element of of um protection there of, of their remaining sort of their their remaining secrets it is, it is a bit is it is a bit look uh, yeah well, it's, listen, it's a listen, very it's a very uh for those that want to hear the sto- if, it, if those that want to hear the story of what happened at kimpy there's two or three podcast i think that's um the Mad Men or something like that. I, th- I'll, I might, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the links. And there's the un- yeah, there's okay, unfortunate truth. There's two unfortunate truths, and there's the the minds of Mad Men. I think it was me, you, and Woody. Yeah. And we went through what happened at Gimby. We'll just leave it there for the minute, but we'll show you what we found. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the, the the top of the the mount there is like a ceremonial area, and then there's multiple terraced walls down the front. Yeah, down of here, the pyramid here. here and, yeah. And the story goes that it was somewhat of like a pathway, mm. a journey, yeah, initiation, um, an initiation ceremony. area, and you would you would journey from the bottom up the terrace yeah. hills, and then you would you would undergo a, a ceremony at the top, yeah, in the stone circle, in right. the stone circle. But then on top of that, there's also lots of stories about tunnels containing mm. things mm. Uh, being in underneath this mm. mountain as well. You know, mm. somewhat if you if you mentally picture the great pyramid of Gizeh, if you could think of like the King's chamber and the Queen's chamber mm. and that kind yeah, of thing, yeah. think of that. That's the stories that right. sort of these, these chambers and these, these uh, tunnels penetrate into the depths of that of yeah. the side of the hill. And, and just so you understand, right, right. just so you understand the level of research we actually did here at Kimby, we hired a um, ground penetrating radar and uh, really? yeah, well, tried to us. get, tried to find the tunnels. Look, I mean, we could only get a, uh, civil civil use one, so it wasn't the proper one, but that's all we could get. Yeah, um, yeah, we hide that, unlocking the code, hide that, and we run that over the site. Inconclusive, uh, not well, we didn't find anything. That's the reality. No, that's right. right. And and yeah. part of the reason, outside of our own research, that like just it being an, an amazing site and so close, and it's like let's let's delve into it. Was it was also. Um, a little bit of a reach out from the the Kabi Kabi tribe mm. um, because of this this uh, main roads project that was that was slated to go through, mm. and that being knocked back in the in the high court. Mm. Um, you know they tried to block the project, tried to get them to re-engineer the project mm. to to give to give this sacred area a wide berth. But and and look at it, the end of the day, that pyramid there as it is still stands, still stands. But yeah. it was the yeah. other sacred sacred ground in front of this yeah, in front or into the side of it yeah that, 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 that has been, that has that has been, been desecrated that has been de- and look it has been desecrated and um yeah but we really tried we 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 were honest and open and we went up and tried to help and do our best yeah so that's um, part of the reason why we had ground penetrating radar because we're mm. trying to build 
more evidence for them as mm. well to help them in their case. Because there is some extraordinary yeah. claims, and 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 un- unfortunately in today's well, not unfortunately, it, it, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were trying to help them assist find that evidence. But the interest, probably the most interesting thing at Gimpy is the wall that surrounds the church. Okay, and have if you can see that, it's actually proper polygonal masonry. Uh, that echoes in South America. Yeah, that's impressive. It really um, is. Like that's the money shot. That's probably one of the best pieces that's there. I mean, that fucking Jesus, piece. Man. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you look at if you look at the seams and you're thinking, you're saying precision, but um, I can see gaps on mm. those seams. Well, this wall was meant to be deconstructed mm. from the Gimpy Pyramid site mm-hmm. and then moved like a jigsaw to right, this right. to this site. Mm. Hence, why. Some of the some of the uh, the gaps and seams aren't as precise as what you'd you'd want them to be. To and be, also to be like a yeah. Egypt or a Pumapunku yeah. or something like that, you know. And yeah. it's interesting yeah. too when we we because we've been there a couple of times now. Once you get past the polygonal masonry, you can actually see some of the rocks are in backwards or they're in the wrong way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you want to take the rock yeah, out, yeah. turn it a bit, and put it back in because 100%. it's it's not perfect. But it um, and look. And there's some more stuff. There's another corner piece there, uh, you know. And look, and then then this is further down, and mm. you see it starting to get a little bit, sort of, it, yeah, a little bit all over the place. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if they were pushed for time or the staff changed or something along where, those lines, but it where, definitely where, changed. Where was it moved? Uh, early uh, in the depression, early 1930s, late 20s, no, 20s or 30s, I can't so, remember. Yeah. Ah, right, yeah. right, right. It was a depression era project uh, to keep the men of the, the, the city working. Um, yeah, yeah. So the flip side of that and the other side of research that's gone into this wall uh, is it, it it ends with masons, basically. Everything seems to end with stonemasons. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, because there could be... Look, there's a large, and again, we don't want to tangentize too much about the Masons, but we, we, we think because the Masons were kicked out of France in the late 1700s, uh, in the 1700s, and Australia was colonized in 1788. Um, and some of the churches and the architecture and stuff that we have here in our major cities is like, it rivals, it's yeah, we've got, yeah, super Masonic. And a lot of triptych architecture is what we found in yeah. the other research that we did, which um, we won't go into yeah. tonight. But the Triptych Echoes is, is a really good podcast. Um, triptych yeah. Echoes. Triptych, if you want to yeah. delve back into that, yeah. it touches on a bit of work from uh, Richard Cassaro. Yes. We find yeah. really interesting. Very, very he traces back. He traces back through history. Um, look to give you just a little bit of a backstory, quick backstory. Sorry, I can't help myself. I've, I've, sorry, I, just had, I was like, oh, I'm doing it, so I'm yeah, it's all right. Like, just yeah. run with it, man. It's like, so yeah, so, yeah. Um, so basically, his path that he's found researching into these ancient mysteries, um, is, is along the connectivity path, the global connectivity path. Now, there's multiple different areas that are connected across the world. And I don't mean geographically, I mean by the styles of like symbolically, uh, s- symbolically, the symbolism that's used or construction methods that are used. Mm. Well, Cassaro went p- beyond construction methods and he, he, he seems to have thinks he's found mm. um, not only just the style that's similar, but the architecture that's similar. So there's, there's this three door and that's where the name triptych comes from. Um, this three door sort of setup. The, uh, on the ancient sort of temples. 
Um, and then right. as you go along into um, Gothic cathedrals and stuff like that, they keep this same stylization and they'll have um, two, two pillars on either side. Mm-hmm. They'll have three doors. The center door is usually the largest. Mm-hmm. Above the center door flower of life. is the flower of life. Or uh, all-seeing eye. And the two, the two pillars, one will have a moon and one will have a sun. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the Boaz and the Jachin. Mm. The masculine, the feminine. The masculine, the, fem- the feminine. Exactly, yeah, yeah, the yeah. balance and the God self. Mm. And that's as far as I'll go. Mm. But, but that's, you know, that, as a preview into that podcast that we did. Yeah, because there was um, hours that went into that as well, man. Do you know why? And this is unlocking yeah. the code, so I can tangentize this back in, right? If you can. Right, so. okay. Because what Casaro is actually recognizing is, see, what we what I'm seeing here and what we actually see, and this is the larger part of the UTC research, is, is that there's about 32 symbols that echo across the globe, uh, and they can be found everywhere. In the oldest rock art here in Australia, which you've got to bear in mind, I think, where are we up to now? 120,000? Something like that. I can't remember what the number is. Oh, where now. we're pushing uh, the indigenous the, indigenous timeline. It's yeah. about 120, 160,000. I can't remember now, but it's oh, it's yeah. way back there, right? And these symbols are on the cave walls. They're also on the cave walls in fr- fr- France. They're on the cave walls in in Russia, right? Now let's not forget Gobekli Tepe. Gobekli Tepe as well. well I mean, th- I mean, this slideshow you're seeing of Australia is actually a 200 slide show that that don't worry, go, can't go backwards. Um, but yeah, Gobekli Tepe, Baalbek, uh, Egypt, South America, you yeah. name it, right? Everywhere. And there's also what we would say, and what we, we were calling it before Casaro sort of, he said universal religion. We had said that here years ago, because that's what the Australia Stonehenge actually echoes, right? And it's the same symbols, yeah. man. And it's, it's that uni- uh, we believe that the builder culture was when science and spirituality were one. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I think there was a melding yeah, of science yeah. and spirituality and understanding of elements and a, just a totally different civilization that we think was wiped out in the cataclysm 12,800 years ago. Like, I, yeah. I do think yeah. that that's what happened. Um, do, do you think that was like back then the source of religion, like a yes. worldwide religion? Yeah, it was. Yeah. A, I think it's a I worldwide it's, spiritual. It's, yeah, beyond religion, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a type of culture. It's mm. just ingrained. Yeah, it's way of life in it in their yeah. way of life but exactly what, but Lee, you've got to understand what they're saying what and this is it's the god self man you know what i mean and that's what yeah. as humans yeah. that's what which and, and what is everybody grasping for now it's the god self man because the religion's externalized god and you can never be as as pure as god or jesus or whoever the fuck it yeah. is right it's all the same story yeah. it doesn't really matter <laughs> you can ne- yeah. you can never be yeah. pure as them whereas the truth is we are the god self man we are. That is us. Yeah. Being human is God's self. And that's why in this architecture, it's all left, right, triptych, uh, balance, man, because that's what it is. It's about the balance, right? But I tell you what, I know just where we're going to transition to next, man. Yes. We're going to Australite Tech Type. So uh, Lee, wanted, we Lee wanted weird, right? So we'll give him weird. <laughs> so the creation story of humans, okay? Yeah. The creation story of humans. Were we genetically modified by an alien race a little while ago? Well, maybe. Okay. So it's Bruce Fenton, I think, is the guy. He's a, the he's, he's a pommy guy. Uh, he and there's Valerie, Valerie Burrows down here. What's um, his name, mate? Bruce Fenton. 
Bruce Fenton. Cheers, yeah. Pat. Sorry. Um, and yeah, he, we 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 latched onto some of his stuff. And what we do down here, mate, with UTC is we 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 admire the work of others, and then we run it through the UTC filter and the work that we're doing as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. And see what where the joins come up. You know, where do the dots join? And actually, this is a bit of Australite tectite here, right? And if you can't, so if I hold my hand up near the, you don't see it, but yeah, that's Australite yeah. tectite here. All right. So what is where'd Aust- you get that from? Uh, my wife picked it up actually. Uh, nice, nice. Um, so what is Australite tectite? I might go this way first, right? Because Australite tectite is found here, right? All through Australasia. Okay. But mainly in Australia, right, right. mainly in Australia. And where did it come from? If you go to the NASA website in the NASA database, they will say, that 780,000 years ago, there was something, a crystalline structure in low Earth orbit that fell into the planet, namely Australia. Okay. Like a meteor. No, no, like a massive, I don't know. Like a, it's, it's not a meteor because if you look, if I go back, right, these are the classic Australite tectites. They look like buttons, right? Button, so, aren't they? So, so when a meteor comes in, it's doing 17,500 yeah. kilometers an hour, mate, right? That's how come we get craters. The Australite tectite does not have that. It's like it just fell out of the sky and just fell into the ground, okay? Like the piece like that a, I... Like an airburst yeah. kind of thing. The piece that I've That's got here... Though, the piece that I've got here is fairly round, right? And depending on where you are out in the desert and stuff, you might find this stuff lying around on the ground, right? You just pick it up. That's weird. Proper okay. weird, though, isn't it? Okay. So, but yeah, so there was a crystalline structure in low Earth orbit. Something happened to it and it fell into the planet, namely Australia. Now, if I was to say to you, Lee, what do you know about the Pleiades, the Pleiadian star system? What would you tell me? Do you know about the Pleiades? Uh, I do not know. Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. So, So the creation story, not only of the indigenous culture here in Australia, but multiple cultures around the world, all right, is the Palladian versus Orion, okay? So the, the generic story goes, the seven sisters of the Pallades got chased by the three brothers of Orion across the stars to Earth, where they tried to assimilate themselves with the hominids of this planet, and a war ensued, and they split amongst the planet, okay? And if you look in South America, in Egypt, uh, there's some stuff in China, their pyramidal structures are Orion and are aligned to like Orion's belt or set up in that manner. Whereas in other you know, indigenous like three pyramids, three pyramids in, in, in Egypt. Egypt. Yep. Whereas other cultures around the globe talk about the seven sisters, right? So you want to talk about Easter Island. There's over 150 statues on Easter Island. Only seven of them, seven of them are facing out. Okay. And they're all female and spoiler alert for a little bit later, they're looking directly at what would be Australia's Stonehenge across the ocean, okay? Um, well, that's fascinating, that, isn't it? So, it really is. Yeah. And so, basically, Bruce Fenton said that there was an alien race that was over the planet that was um, genetically modifying Homo sapiens sapien, okay? Now, I'll pull Angus's right. string in a minute because I know he'll go off about hominids for a minute. Um, <laughs> however... Uh, so what happened was, is the aliens, yeah, you know, some extraterrestrial beings came. They couldn't 
fully live on this planet. Okay. They had, they, right. they adapted us. Right. And we could go into, oh, I'm, I'm having flashbacks. Part of that research was like the evolution of the human has been accelerated over the last 780,000 years and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But if we stick with the cool story, so a war ensued, they had modified a percentage of us down here. They could exist down here. And then a war ensued. The thing exploded in orbit, right? Crashed down into Australia. Right. And theoretically, the modern Homo sapien sapien comes from Australia. And there's actually more evidence than you'd think. Yeah. To so there's a, there's a whole counter theory to the out of Africa theory where yeah. there's an out of Australia theory. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And there's, there's more evidence to that than you'd think. Um, and so... Bruce Fenton followed the thing. So if there was a spaceship that exploded in orbit, right, surely there would be stuff on the moon. Now, we can have a larger discussion about the moon, but we'll leave that alone for tonight, right? In the rock samples that they brought back from the moon, they found, if they had found it in Australia, they would have called it Australite Tectite. So something exploded in low Earth orbit about 780,000 years ago. Now, what adds a trippier version to the story is apparently the space police came, okay, and said, right, you can't stuff this planet. If you don't knock it off, we're going to come back and don't worry about whatever piggly little weapons you got. We're going to throw rocks at the planet and we're going to end this. Okay. Whoa. And 5,000 years, so about 770,000 years ago, there is evidence of a multiple bombardment on four sides of the planet. Now, the chances of being hit on one side of the planet are not slim, but they're, you know, they're, they're pretty rare. Yeah. 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 But four sides four. at the same time, well, you know, right? That's not coincidence, that surely. You wouldn't surely. think so, would you? Right. So this no, story, no. and this 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 story originates in Australia, okay? And one of one of the pieces of research that led me to it, right, is because Australotectite is normally known as this, right? But then I went down the thought process of if it's a big, massive crystal ship, it's not all going to be little buttons, is it? Right? And they find all sorts of this these stones. Um, uh, uh, from some uh, the strong boys down here, and they they all this 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 weird stuff like glue in this stuff, and there's all these weird carvings on it, right? That are very exact. Yeah. Um, and oh, we're back to stone. We're stuck to Stonehenge then, but yeah. So there's more different types of stone that I believe that are probably from that whatever that was, right? That like you can't deny that something exploded in low Earth orbit and crashed into the planet because we could go out to the desert and find a piece of it. Mm. Um, and yeah. the genetic modification of the, did you have you, I was trying to, do you remember what it was six times in a million years or something like that? And most of it was our prefrontal cortex and our ability to communicate. It's, it's escaping me. At this yeah, point I know. We'll this, run with that. We'll run with that. The problem is Lee is that we, we do so much, um, that once it's released onto the podcast, it doesn't stick in the memory as good, you know what I mean? Because it's it's on the record. It's on the record, so we don't have to worry about it. I don't know, man. I think we've just ranted for about half an hour, so some of it sticks. It's all fast. It's all fascinating. I mean, I've took notes here. Um, yeah. So you, you wanted uh, you, your original question was about the Stonehenge, right? Yeah. And where yeah. does that all fit into it? Okay, but yeah, Australite Tectite, a whole different story. Here is the Australia Stonehenge. Okay. Um, and or at least it's an artist's rendition of don't think that yeah, that's what it looks that's like not what it looks today, like now. Right now. Right, right. well this so so what you've got at the top here and this is the reason i did this right what you've got at the top is the original survey documents that were done in the early 1930s okay 1930s right right um, the, and then but it was destroyed in 1946 uh by a returning soldier coming back from world war ii 
And oh, that's very nice of it. Yeah, it, again, it was one of those farm situations. Yeah, one of those farm situations, yeah. Ah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, dairy farm. Fucking yeah. hell, that's bad though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see here in the middle, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, that is the seven sisters yes. of the Pallades. Okay. Right, and right. theoretically, they could be pointing directly at Easter Island as well. Okay. Um, I'd have to double check the orientation. But so I, the the area where this stuff is found is is very northern New South Wales, just below the Queensland New South Wales border, in an area right. called the Northern Rivers. And it's the easternmost point of Australia. It's the easternmost point of Australia. Is yeah. is where this stuff is situated. So and outside right. of outside of uh, Australia's Stonehenge, that is thought to look like this. Um, there's multiple standing stones all around that area that still exist today. And yeah. some of them have been moved yeah. um, and, you know, for garden decorations and yeah. stuff like that. But the, Garden decorations. Yeah, exactly. But ultimately, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff there that, that still exists and that mm. has been untouched, like mm. in because there's a lot of national parks throughout there and mm. we can go and explore yeah. those. Mm. Yeah, COVID basically put paid to a couple of expeditions. We were going to go down to northern New South Wales. We had some leads on some standing stones in the bush and like I bought a drone and all that sort of stuff. We we're actually going to go down there and, and recon the drone. I mean, it's starting to open up again uh, if it's not flooded now, but we'll have to, um, that'll make it. Oh, is that one of the areas that, that was uh, the floods? Yeah. Oh, everywhere's flooded at the moment, yeah. mate. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we're, our, our, we're at, at the moment, where, we are, where we're talking from, I think there's still three bridges cut off, four bridges cut off. Oh, 100%. We, oh, went yeah. out tonight. we went out tonight. There's only one road out of our town. Yeah. At this point in time. We're, we're shocking, complete, We're completely really cut shocking. off on like three sides. Yeah, three and this sides. Is, so so this how do you second, get like... Yeah, sorry. So, so how do you get for like, uh, are you all right to get like, uh, like food and that going shopping yeah. and stuff? No, well, right, uh, right. The, one, the one road that is open is the highway sort of thing. So the trucks right. and that are in and out yeah, at yeah. this point. But all the, all the bush around us, all the, all the farmland and stuff around us is underwater again. And the worst is yet to come, apparently. This is, this is the second flood event we've had mm. in like, what is it, three, four months? Three months, yeah, three months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really, really sorry you're going through that. It's, yeah. uh, I mean, a couple of years ago, we got flooded in at home. Mm, yeah. And it came up to like uh, it was about six inches high, you know, to the front door of the house. We didn't open the front door, obviously open, and it fucking comes in. But yeah. we was like uh, some of the houses were people had to leave, and still now you're talking, yeah, what, near, around two years ago, yeah, they, yep. they're fucked. They are mm -hmm. fucked. Oh yeah. shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. we have a we have a large homeless population at this point in time because the other thing that happened so. The, the last flood event that was like four months ago, uh, it's on the back of two years of COVID and the Southern states were worse hit by laws than what Queensland was. So the whole right. of affluent Australia started moving into the Southeast portion of Queensland, which mm -hmm. is like the highest population area mm -hmm. and yeah. started buying up all the houses. So all the houses have now gone up $200,000, yeah. you know, from whatever it was, um, you know, a shitty fibro shack sort of thing. Everything's just gone up, and because of that, because of that, people people are buying up houses and they're moving into them. Yeah. So the rental market is right, shrinking, right. Yeah. and then you get a flood disaster. So you've already got a, a lack of housing for people, and then those people that did have houses, some of them have been 
inundated and mm. destroyed by floods. Yeah. So now we've got a, a growing uh, homeless population. Yeah. We, we sorry, won't... sorry, that is it's, a, it's won't... really yeah. is a shame. It is what it is, and we won't get this into global mate. We're this very, Australia. we're very you know, disaster. It's like, do you know, with that uh, Elon Musk, he's yeah. bought Twitter for yeah. a disgraceful amount of money. He, he could have used some of that money and, you know, helped out such, such as the, for the floods, helping people out in Australia. Yeah. He could have helped people out all over the world, but no, he's bought fucking Twitter. Yeah. Uh, it tells you a lot that, don't it? Yeah, mate. Look, we, we could get into the globalist agenda another night, but let's go back to the stone zone. Yes. Sorry, <laughs> um, sorry. So, no, no, no. no it's, right, it's totally no, no. There, there is no, there is no, uh, no topic. Plan. There's, there's no there plan. There's no topic that is off, yeah. off limits. But uh, this is another better picture of it there, Lee. If you can see that, mate. And what yeah, you see, a, the, looks incredible. That. The medicine wheel is the symbol. That is one of the most one of the symbols that echoes around the globe. Okay, as a sacred wheel. symbol. Yeah. Right. Well, you'd probably know it as the Celtic cross. You know what I mean? Like the same thing. Yes, um, yes. It's it's exactly that. That is one of the symbols that echoes around the globe. And, you know, we can't um, – oh, we're going to get to the Egyptian connection in a minute. But um, here's some of this. The, there's so many standing stones around Mullumbimby and the northern New South Wales. Like I went down there on a couple of research trips before everything got locked down. And they're every, they're literally everywhere. You just drive around and you look, and there's there's you can see them there in the middle yeah, of a roundabout. There's a roundabout, mate, and there's standing stones in the middle of a roundabout. Yeah, so that obviously that's roundabout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> I don't know what you guys call yeah, them, but you know, you know, yeah, roundabout, yeah, a roundabout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously they've been put there, but they are imitating what yeah. is found throughout the hillside all around this area. Yeah, there's so yeah, many yeah, reports yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that they that the local councils just imitating the style yeah, you know yeah. that's that's very yeah. um yeah of the area yeah and look i think when you know the the there's so many of them right and there's 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 echoes of different things that i can uh, talk to you about offline that we that i'm looking into um because it's hard to try and find the locations of these stuff people don't want to let you know um yeah and yeah. because a lot of it's on large private properties. yeah yeah it's all on large private properties so we're yeah trying. We got. I've got a few lines of research that I'm following up that um, could be very very interesting. However, the, the the bottom line is that Australia is not out of this puzzle. Australia is actually a very integral part of this puzzle. And the bottom line also is is that it's the oldest piece of rock on the planet. Okay, um, I mean, there's a photo from that's one. Of, that's an early photo from the 1800s where there's a standing stone Whoa. just somewhere. You know what I mean? Like it's just in the bush. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and what, what some of these stones were, we don't know. Were they marking points? Were they mm. signs? Were they we we don't know what they were. It must be said as too it must be said as well, Lee, that it's it's you know, the poor portrayal of how advanced the indigenous culture was here is very much wrong. Yeah, okay. For sure, mate, for sure. Um, they did have agricultural centers, they did have stone huts, they did have um, not like cities, but they had meeting points mm. um, where you could gather uh, and there was agriculture. Yeah. You, you read the early explorers of Australia and unfortunately, mate, I know, look, it's all, all fair and love and war, but it was you blokes that did it. They did send the, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah they, mate. they did it a lot of places. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Fucking wrong. Yeah. Well, wrong. it was a giant we, race, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a European yeah. colonialization race. race. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to get you the know. most land as fast as you can? Spain, France, yeah. Britain. But yeah, so basically yeah. the, all the explorers journals would go back to the queen and, or to the, you know, to the, whatever it is and they uh yeah, yeah. 
they disappear. But there is some that we've, there's excerpts and stuff that we've dug out down here that do speak of, you know, stone huts, round stone huts and, and agriculture, like purposely planted. Um, well, to, to lead, to lead on from that, mm-hmm. there was, there was an old, uh, I can't remember what part of the army he was in, but there was an old show back when I was a child and it was called, Bush Tucker Man. Bush Tucker Man. Yeah. Bush Tucker Man. I think yeah. that sounds familiar. That. Yeah, he went global. He went global. He was very famous. It was a very good show. Uh, he Bush was he was like yeah. the, he was like the Steve Irwin before Steve Irwin. Yes, if you know what I mean. Steve Irwin. Yeah, yeah. he's brilliant. Sir. Brilliant. Oh, bless his socks. You know, he was yeah, he was I amazing, know, and we we shed a tear every time we hear his name. But yeah. this this gentleman this gentleman was known. Uh, I should Bush, not be. Bush. Oh, dude. You have yeah. to be. He was an amazing. Yeah. He was yeah. an amazing bloke. But this yeah. other gentleman that that preceded him was called Les Hiddens, and he Les did a lot Hiddens. of Les Hiddens. He was the Bush Tucker man. Mm-hmm. He was ex-army, and he he had a, a very good relationship with the Aboriginals up around uh, Northern Territory into Western Australia, in around the Kimberley and, and Arnhem Land, uh, because those are really the bastions of untouched Australia. Mm. There's very little uh, roads in through that area. Uh, what roads there are are like of dirt. Um, it's very hard yeah. going and you, you only get in there on an, on really an expedition and uh, well, Arnhem land itself. Yeah. You need permission mm-hmm. from the elders to, to access. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very, it's very well preserved um, in, in think, that area. Do you think that's what, do you think because of our, our, uh... How the the, the the land is. I think that's why it's not like being like you said earlier about uh, a white man's not covered. Oh man, oh, it's it harsh country. Harsh it is harsh. Is country, it that bad? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you are yeah. you are days in a vehicle mm. from anywhere of built up. Like yeah, you're so, yeah, out yeah. there on your own. It is survival stuff. So, so I've been in Arnhem yeah, Land. Yeah. I, I travelled Arnhem Land uh, early in my teens, in my twenties, right. And there's places in I've been in Arnhem Land where literally there is no one and nothing for a thousand kilometers in either direction, in any direction, yeah, in any direction. There is nothing. You've got if anything happens, you're fucked up. You really, yeah, you are on your own. You're on your own. That would be like the the trucks that you take in there. Like we used to have, I did Nissan Patrol and all that sort of stuff. So we we went in there with the right gear. However, yeah, literally you're a thousand k's in any direction from nothing, basically. Um, and, and this this guy Les Hiddens, he was he was a pioneer on on sort of popularizing the exploration into those areas because yeah he had really good relationships with a lot of the Aboriginals in the area and right, they would right. they would they would share their strategies for survival they would share their culture and it was really it was it was one of our first insights in sort of the eighties mm. uh, into the the true, true indigenous true culture, indigenous yeah. culture to see it as yeah, it is yeah. and i mean these, we're talking this place is so remote remote there was there was still uncontacted tribes till the 1970s yeah in that area right Jeez, so that's fairly fairly recent that's how remote this area is mm. there was people there that never seen white man but so that's the backstory um part of the series of adventures that he used to do he used to backtrack along the exploration routes of um, yeah, Burke and Wills and all exactly those European um, explorers because they were trying to to push infrastructure through from coast to coast. So they're trying to go from South Australia up through to Darwin. They were trying to find a track through there because they wanted to build 
rail and stuff like that so as they could yeah. exploit the resources. So these explorers would go out and they're also looking for, you know, other areas of fertile yeah. land and stuff like that. They're just gathering data, basically. Which is not much up that country. No, anyway. no, no. That's what they worked out the hard way. And quite a few people died, like yeah. like Burke and Wills yeah. that were explained. They they ended up dying on a creek bed um, mm. under a tree mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of expeditions didn't succeed. But some of them um, did. And the Les Hiddens explores the trails along where these people explored. And he kind of relives through their diaries so he he's sort of traveling right. along he and he's chronologically right. traveling along and exploring these different areas where them, oh dude it was mind-blowing mm. and it was it was him that actually said this is where i got that info from mm. there was fields of wheat yes in this one location and the, the party came over a crest and there was fields of wheat and there was Aboriginals that spoke English. Yeah. And they came up to them and like, they, obviously they investigated like, what are you guys doing around here in our, in our area? Yeah. And they were able to communicate with them through using English. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one of those like how yeah. kind of stories, like what, yeah. if, if we're, if, if in this similar area, there is uncontacted tribes. And when I say similar area, I'm talking in Australian. Thousands, thousands I'm talking thousands of kilometers, <laughs> but this is this is just in the middle of nowhere, yeah. basically. You know, and it, that in itself is fascinating. Yeah. So and like, you know, like that's, the, the wheat, everything. Uh, yeah, and I think fast. Yeah, and look, I, and I do you know what? I can bring it. I can tangentize to the imprint. Do it because the imprint is found at a meeting place that was on the track. Of the old wagon trains. That's right. Month, yeah. it? So the postal track. Yeah, the postal track. So what's interesting is that in, that in down under, most of the Europeans used the indigenous tracks because they were the established tracks. A lot of the roads, yeah. the older roads that wind through the mountains and stuff like that, you look into it and you'll find that it is actually that used to be the way. You know what I mean? Like that's uh, that's how you got yeah. through the mountains, and now it's a road. But once upon a time, that was the indigenous walkway, basically. Um, and this imprint, I showed this to you in New York Patriot the other day. Uh, yeah, and this yeah. is this is the genuine Upart artifact, unlocking the code style. And it's weird that it's found at the place where it's found because there's axe grinding stone. Um, there's a whole axe grinding place there. Uh, I think I only just did the imprint. Um, it's a whole uh, Aboriginal sacred site. Sacred site, and but also it's interesting. Do you remember what it's called? Jinnaburra. Uh, Jinnaburra. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it oh, actually, I've heard the, Grub talking about this. Yeah, I've heard so, Grub's on, mentioned that Jinnabur, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, Grub would mention it because he would have heard it here, man. <laughs> um, right, right, right. So he, not not Grub, but yeah, when we went there, we learned that this place was not just uh, on Jinnabur land, but it was actually a meeting place for multiple tribes where they could sharpen their blades, and it's on it's on a creek bed, and they could swim. It was a neutral ground this place it was so it's been sacred ground where this imprint is lee potentially has been sacred ground for no no joke 50 60 100 thousand years you know what i mean like this is what we're talking about here mate um yeah yeah and you know i showed you that i've no no one has any idea to this day what this is it is just the imprint um you know we could go into i sent so i sent a sample of this sandstone away and I sent pictures to a geologist and basically they said, 
number one, that sandstone melts at 2,000 degrees Celsius, okay? And number two, that has been melted into the stone, and I've got no idea what it is, basically, is what it was told, you know? Jeez. However... It's something significant, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Definitely something, yeah, Yeah. definitely. And sort of further to this research, actually, I don't know if I've told you this, Mike, Ben went back, you know, Ben and... um, his son Bo, when they came here that yes, night, yes, yes, they went back via the imprint site, yes, on their way home, and he put a comp. You know that you know how the the stone is split in a cross. Mm-hmm. They put a compass on that cross, and it is exactly north, south, east, west. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. And I haven't been back yet till because now that's going to lead me down a whole yeah. different version of research there. Yeah, that we're going to go back oh. and wrestle yeah. wrestle the snakes out of the area. Yeah, <laughs> Fucking hell. Last time. Seriously, man. Here's, last here's an Aussie we story for you. Here's an Aussie story. On the way back from Gimpy, actually. That's right. We're up at Gimpy. We're yeah, up at yeah, Gimpy. Yeah. We're on the way back from Gimpy. And we dropped in. We dropped to, in. To Ginnaburra. Yeah. And um, we we're just having a look around. And I saw so, the, so this this is all sort of part of a creek bed. And, and if the water was flowing a bit more, um, it, it would be kind of like rapids, yes. I guess you'd say. Yeah. Um, but it's all dry. And there's puddles in the stone. Yeah. And, and we may have had a couple of brewskis for lunch. A couple of brewskis. I think we may have smoked a dude. <laughs> um, you know, who knows? It's as you do, as you do. It's possible when you're doing these things. Hey, mate, you've got to. You've got to get into that. Uh, well, in true Australian style, um, I saw something. I saw something sneak back into a puddle, yeah. and I was like, "What was that? What was that?" Because we've got multiple things. We've got lots of lizards. <laughs> Snakes, turtles, whatever yes. that it could have possibly hey. been, and the the child took over, so I had to go and explore, mm. and turned out to be a uh, eastern tiger snake, yeah, um, that was in one of these, <laughs> in one of these puddles. Yeah. So I channeled yeah. my I channeled my best Steve. Now this is a highly venomous snake. Yeah, highly I, venomous snake. <laughs> I channeled yeah. my yeah. inner yeah. inner Steve Irwin, and uh, I got my best. Crikey, ain't you beautiful? And chased this thing across the rock. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it kind of kind of cornered oh, itself up, up against a rock and then spun around and got defensive and i yeah. got i kind of shit myself at that point yeah, because we um, saw what it was yeah 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 <laughs> Turn I, I around better, and it yeah. came at me sort yeah. of thing so i was like all right i'm gonna let you go now because you are cranky and i am not yeah. anywhere near trained enough to be able to handle you yeah so yeah Look, so our, was... re- our research session that day ended early because yeah. we, we stirred up a highly venomous snake. We thought it was best to go. We were like, look, we might just get out of here. <laughs> it might get cranky. So anyway, yeah, yeah that was fun. That's that's a, a, another, oh yeah, just off on a research expedition and, and stirring up highly just venomous snakes. Highly venomous snakes. Yeah. yeah. That's what we do. Wouldn't be <laughs> have you ever been bit? Have you been bit by uh, one no. of the snakes? I've no? been bit by snakes, but, but only by the non-venomous ones, like our big pythons right. that we have. Yeah, because we we obviously um, being Australian, we you got to know which ones can yeah. kill you. Yeah, that's kind of you get yeah, indoctrinated yeah. into yeah, that. Half of the course, that's part yeah. of the course. You got to know that as a child. You you got to be able to swim, and you got to know what snakes and spiders can kill you. Yeah, that's just yeah. how it works. You know that by about ten. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, so you've been bit by spiders. Sorry, sorry. Oh yeah, I've been bit by spiders. I've been bit by redbacks, um, but I haven't been bit by anything worse than that. So a redback. In terms of venomous, they if you've got a heart condition, they may knock you over, sort of thing. Yeah. But if you're sort of young and healthy, uh, they're not yeah. really fatal. You don't need an antivenine or anything like that. But you kind right, of got to right. ride it out. You get, um, yeah, hot flashes, hot, yeah. hot flashes that feel like people are poking mm. like 
um, hot daggers into your skin. Like it's pretty, oh, so it's pretty excruciating kind of shit, but but you can just ride it out. Mm. Um, right, right. Yeah, so... Sorry no. to go off topic. No, 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 off topic. There is no off topic. There is no off topic. I remember... We, I remember, we just uh, come back yeah, around. We stick it. a pin in it. And we come back around. Yeah. It. No, I remember being a young fella and I come upon, uh, upon a... Re- a pos. A pong. A pong? <laughs> wow, wow. Oh, Jeez, gotcha. Got me. <laughs> I come upon a redback nest. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I was digging oh, the side oh, of a hill, oh. digging the side of a hill, I don't know, making a fort or something. Like I was only probably seven or eight or nine yes. yep. and digging away. And then the, the 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 dirt fell away. And to say there was a hundred redbacks yep. in there yep. is an understatement, yep. right? And they just all came pouring out at me straight away. Yep. Man, I, I ran, I ran yep. real fast. We didn't go back there for a while. Yeah. Because there was literally <sighs> differing sizes, hundreds of redbacks just coming at you. Yeah. It's it, Look, Australia is a fascinating place, mate. Is everything? Does everything want to kill you? Yeah, look, maybe. But as Aussies, we just roll with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't, at, don't... Least, at least ours, ours that kill us will knock you over fairly painlessly yeah. by just large doses of venom mm. in under like five minutes. Yeah. At least like North America, you get eaten ass first by a fucking bear. <laughs> like that to me is scarier. Whereas, yeah. whereas here, at least, if it's gonna tell, if it's yeah. gonna take oh, you, first. it takes you, it takes you <laughs> yeah. fucking gently. Yeah, a king brown hits yeah. you, you, you're gone in a little while. So yeah. I wouldn't really too much about it. That's but, right. Uh, but yeah, listen, the, the imprint's interesting, man. <laughs> I mean, but more to do with the, the to, to bring it back around. Actually, can I? I don't have a photo of the uh, of of the of the hole. I think it was somewhere around here that snake went into. Actually, I think, mate, see in that's here? where he left. Yeah, so, somewhere in there. That's where that snake oh, actually was. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, also this looks like it's been cut as well, Lee. You know what I mean? Like there's definitely been uh, stone yeah. cut from this site. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and the imprint definitely. is here, right? That's the imprint there. So, right. look, we sort of settle on maybe a mounting for a tool or a machine or something. But again, how did it make that imprint? We don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. the mystery. Did they melt the stone? Did they melt the with stone? Like had plant it, acids? Yeah, had it, yeah. The, the plants. Yeah, that, 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 that's what. With you showing me that, I think that um, if I was to lean to anything, it would be the plants. Yeah, but the. Uh, what, I know what, it might sound ridiculous. No, but it's not. It's not ridiculous, mate. The research. No, I, I, I agree. But the problem yeah. is here is it is this right angle, right? That's one of the things that throws a spanner in the works. That's because like perfect. That it's a perfect right angle, right? Yeah. And I sent the I've sent these to stonemasons, man, and they're like, "There's no way that we can make that cut as smooth as we've got it there with the tools we've got today." All right, you can't turn a corner with a grinding disc, you know, like that. You can't, no. You know, no. and you would that, have that you, would be that would be something like a mill. Yeah. You could you could possibly do that with a mill. Yeah, like a yeah, like a mill on top of it, and actually, yeah, yeah, with a cutting bit. Yeah, the cutting bit. But that would be. Where you where uh, you anything the, else? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where are you getting that from? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so yeah, look, it's it, that's the genuine unlocking the code discovery piece of Upart. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's magnetic alignment up there, dude. So we've got to go back uh, with some magnets and some other bits and pieces to see what we can see. Right. Uh, uh, you'll well, let us know. You get on with that. I mean, that would be fucking mint. Yeah, getting get like an update on that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure, man. So I I figure we might go um, onto another possibly more modern section of Australian history and that's the Gosford glyphs um, so we we're saying before about the the possible out of Australia um, global connection um, well this is this is sort of when um, the globe came back to us uh, yeah. so the, yeah. the Gosford glyphs 
are a set of um, hieroglyphs mm. that are very highly um, Egyptian. Now, what were they early dynasty Egyptian? So the latest translation from Muhammad, and he has just released a video, go back to the, the knowledge of Egypt one and two. I actually had a guy called Muhammad Ibrahim on the podcast and he's an Egyptologist. And is also, I spoke about it in the latest podcast just that was released this week. Uh, well, the week that we record this um, about his discovery. And basically he's saying that these hieroglyphs are from 500 BC, which is two and a half thousand years ago. Now, Long story short, if we go back, I mean, to join it together, we sort of got to cycle back to the Stonehenge, right? There's Egyptian influences found in the river. What's the name of that bloody river? Mary River. Um, There's Egyptian influences found, have been found in the Mary River, such as anchor stones, um, glyphs of uh, look like Egyptian ships. Uh, There's all these piles piles of ballast stones. Yeah, pile of ballast stones. Um, There's all this stuff that's found. Uh, in the northern New South Wales area. Actually, before we move on to back to Egypt, the coloured dots that are here on the survey documents are actually said to be crystal. Okay. Um, now, these crystal pieces are interesting, right? Because I don't think we understand what crystal is. Okay. You're right. Uh, and they were, they were used as part of the journey. So one of the pictures, I don't have it in this slideshow. I think I might have said it to you in the New York Patriot the other night, whereas like there's a crystal that you shine a light through that projects an image on a wall, like a landscape, like the crystal has taken a photo. Yeah, like a projector type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... I'm not sure what it's called, all that. No, no, that's okay. But also now, the biggest crystal trading, one of the biggest crystal trading places in the world is just down the road from here. Really? Yeah. Oh, and that's what also Australia was known for was like the crystals that we had. And when we yeah. talk about the Egyptian connection, the theory is, is that they actually came to be part of this initiation ceremony, man, right? The Egyptians right. came right. to do this and it was actually part of their law, right? Where you had to travel to, and the Egyptians talk of a great land, great land to the south, okay? The biggest great land to the south is this one, mate, right? The great southern land, as yeah. we call it down here. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Um, and so the Egyptians were visiting here as late as uh, 500 BC. Okay, and the Gosford glyphs basically tell a story of a shipwreck. Okay, now there's a whole other big part to the story, but the basic understanding is this: that they were traveling, so they they done whatever they came to do. They were traveling home. A big storm came. They turned around. The, the ship got upended and sunk yeah. and there was, a, there was very little survivors and the survivors basically carved these hieroglyphs. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the story of, it's the story of the ship and the, the accident that happened with the Egyptian hieroglyphs. Now, Muhammad has deemed these genuine and I will side with him any day of the week. Okay. He's actually done They're a pretty fascinating them, aren't they? they really are. And, yeah, listen to the latest one. Uh, I think it's called um, The Glyphs and the Mystery Stone Egg. I go into that uh, with Muhammad's latest stuff that he's released. However, right, I have that downloaded that as well. So I'll, I will, uh, I'll get onto that soon. And yeah, the Egyptian connection is undeniable, right? There's boomerangs that are found in the tombs in Egypt dating back to 5000 BC. Now, that's seven, seven and a half thousand years ago. 
So what oh. is the untold story here, man? There's there's also theories that the gold that is plated on a Tutankhamun's Carmen's um, actual coffin itself uh, is can be like like genetically, like in a way, like metallurgically mm. linked to the gold yeah. that comes from Gimpy. Yeah, linked to the gold that comes from Gimpy because gold has a DNA signature. I was in gold for quite a long time. So if you take a, any bit of gold that you've got, if you do the right analysis on it, you'll be able to, they'll be able to tell you what mine it came from. Mm. Right. Um, right. And theoretically, the gold in Tutankhamun's crowns is from Gimpy, Australia. And the boomerangs that were that are found that they're, they're, they're known as the foreign weapon. The foreign weapon. Yeah, and there's some in other the Egyptian sort of in scrolls. the Egyptian scrolls. They're known as the foreign weapon. Um, so yeah, and and look, you want to talk? Well, who else has been to Australia? There's Roman coins that have been found in northern Australia. There's the Vikings as well. The Vikings were bloody everywhere, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's call of Vikings in northern western, excuse me, northern western Australia. Um, There's indigenous links to South America. There's a tribe in South America that not only looks indigenous but also practices the corroboree um, and their dances and and cultural rituals are very similar to what you'd find in Arnhem Land. Um, Australia is not out of the out of the uh, out of the picture. In fact, I think there's an interesting. There you go. That was a lot. My head hurts too, right? Um, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot to do with Australia, man. It's an untold story, right? You know, and, and it's like as me and Angus have said a thousand times, we are open to the podcast, making a ridiculous amount of money, and then we would actually dedicate our existence to trying to figure that out. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's that's one of my dreams as to to. What is the Egyptian connection? And look at it objectively, right? I mean, there's some very interesting research that's been done, but I think it's not as objective as it could be. And I think yeah. uh, we need to be objective when we're looking at this stuff uh, because there is dots to join as well, man. Um, so, yeah, the Australia connection, dude, there's not not too much more I think we can add. That's a fairly quick download. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know, how long it, are we punching on two hours or something? If we just got far sure. off, that was yeah. an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what? Do you know what? Do you know what? Um, what is? Sorry, just, just going to the other room, mate. And what right. is fascinating, like, like proper fascinating, is uh, you know the um, you said the, the medicine wheel. Yeah, that is very very Celtic cross. Absolutely, and that makes mate. me what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was there any? Is there any Celtic connection? In all of this, and I well, think, okay, I think all right, all right, okay. is. so what I'm what this is, and this is Richard Cassaro echoed some of the work that we'd already done in this room before we stumbled upon his work. Okay, so like yeah. when we stumbled along Richard Cassaro's work, it was like, hey, we made that connection already, mm. but he put a good framework Mate, around it, he, he put 12 years, right, okay. put, yeah, exactly, it, like right? it was amazing. We had made that connection, but he's yeah, we bear one of the books. The next book we do is actually going to be Casaro's book. Um, and there was a universal religion, Lee. Okay. Yeah. There was a global uh, religion. And I think that global religion echoed, truly echoed around the globe, right? So you see the standing stones yeah. in the UK. Um, you know, there's, if we actually, what I could do, right, 
I mean, I think I did this, you know, and if we go back to the start of this slideshow. I think what Triff's trying to get to in a very long-winded way is I think it's not Celtic. I think it predates Celtic. Yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's part of the, the Celts may have may have um, adopted it because it was just one of those long-standing mm. symbols mm-hmm. throughout eternity. Well, I think they yeah, it, all, this yeah. all, all this stuff means something. Just the same you know? way as Christianity is a rip-off of, of uh, paganism. It, so so I mean? it is, yeah. It's all significant. It it just keeps trundling on down the line. And, you know, you got Sumerians and Egyptians. And And it's the same story that echoes over and over. Just the names. It does, yeah. So after David and Anne, everything. It's all the same, man. And so to give your listeners an idea uh, and a reminder for ours, the known megalithic sites, let me just rattle them. When I say it was a universal religion, this megalithic builder culture was a universal religion on a global scale. Here is the list. Egypt, Ethiopia, India, Indonesia, Israel, Japan, Laos, Lebanon, Micronesia, South Korea, Syria, Tonga, Turkey, England, France, Germany, Spain, Bahamas, uh, Costa Rica, Cuba, Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, United States, Bolivia, Chile, Colombia, Peru, Greece, Ireland, Malta, Netherlands, Russia, Scotland, Italy, Australia. Right? So when I say that these symbols echo across pretty much all of these sites, that's what I'm saying. It's not just the Celtic cross in the UK. These symbols, and there's the spiral as well, um, there's, they're, they're, you would know them, right? I could show you what they are, and you're like, yeah, I know what that is. And what's fascinating, even more fascinatingly, is those symbols still echo into our society every day, and we see them, and we don't notice that they're there, okay? You know, we talk about the celebrations. We could talk about um, oh, those Halloween episodes. I want to talk to that guy. We've got to talk offline about that. Um, what's the the author of the Halloween episodes, man? They were excellent that you did. Uh, yes, yes, um, yes. I can, uh, I can. Yeah. We'll speak in a bit anyway about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll speak a bit. Um, but yeah, it is a truly universal religion that once existed on this planet. Okay, and there's represent and each each site that you go to globally, there's the similarities, but then. You know, and what we discussed here is the individual culture and location. It takes on a bit of a spin of that, okay? But overarchingly, it's all the same, man. So, where did the medicine wheel come from? Who knows? You know, the only reason we're saying You're not wrong there, mate. You know, the only reason we're saying Australia is because it's the oldest bit of rock on the planet, okay? Yeah. And we're Aussies, and we like being Aussies, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to yeah. say it's us. You know what I mean? But it's um. This 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 story, this universe, and and again, you know, like I said to you boys the other night, what is everybody chasing now? You know, of the you know, we're trying to chase the god self. We're trying to understand where we fit in this puzzle, and you know, unlocking the code. One of the things we say, and the reason we love this stuff, is there's answers in the past that can affect us in the present that'll help us into our future. Okay. That is um, a fascinating perspective, that mate. And that puzzle, this really universal is. religion, this mega, they were leaving messages in stone, man. This is they didn't build giant stone structures because they felt like it. Okay. Yeah. They, they, there was a reason behind them. Okay. And yeah. it, I think they were trying to speak to us, man, honestly. Because if you were that culture, this is very important. We must let people in the future know about this. The only thing we could do. Or they could do was build it in stone because that's the only thing that survives, man. You know? Yeah. 
yeah. build it in yeah. stone with the most solid masonry yeah. available, the earthquake proof yeah. uh, polygonal, polygonal masonry, masonry yeah. out of out of the yeah. hardest yeah. out of the hardest stone known to man yeah. that yeah. will last longer than concrete and and then we put yeah. clay perfectly and it perfectly cut. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then and then yeah. we align and then we align all of them to the winter and summer solstice. Yeah. All around the globe. Doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. Right? True yeah. north, yeah. not true magnetic north, north. Not magnetic north, true north. We align <laughs> them to yada, 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 yeah, exactly. Like I mean, we could go it. so far down the rabbit hole. I mean, yeah, man. It's it it's the thing about this is that it never ends and we love it. I mean, sure, mate. We, we get excited about this stuff because, and we love hearing different perspectives, you know. Um, and yeah, I think there's an echo of a universe religion, and I actually think true spirituality obviously is a very personal thing. However, spirituality, personal spirituality, is trying to attain the God self. This universal religion yeah. and this builder culture and everything that we're talking about was trying to find its way back. Right. This is, you know, this is, you know, why, why is it that when we, we, we learn about some of the pagan ceremonies in the bush and we, we look at the stone circles, I mean, when you're on those sites and Angus can echo this as well, there's something about them, you know, like they, they, it's special. You feel it, it is almost yeah, like, energy, like the atmosphere, energy, you know, the atmosphere. I mean? yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, okay, you, you, want, you want to be connected to that and it feels pure and it feels real, you know, and I think, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So, who, where did anything come from, Lee? You know, the, the one thing that we constantly say exactly. here at UTC is, "Don't listen to us, man. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about." Right? <laughs> we're uh, what are we? We're um, sophomaniacs, right? Sophomaniacs. We're, we're we're self declared sophomaniacs, Lee, and a sophomaniac is someone who has the delusion <laughs> that they're intelligent. <laughs> hey, we're just you are you are low yourself like everyone else. You, uh, like I said earlier, elite level. And I'm not sure. I'm not just saying that. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Hit me right in the warm. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm being honest, lads. No, mm. thank you very much, man. I really it appreciate it. Uh, do appreciate Honestly, it. your show is fucking incredible. Oh, thank really you very is. much, mate. What did you want to, um, where did you want to go, mate, to finish off? What did you want to do? This is, uh, no, yeah, it's a swapcast. Do you have, swap have, cast, do you but have any final yeah, sort of questions? You, questions, queries. Like where or? did you want to go, man? Fuck, fucking hell. Like, you've blown my mind from start. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> what we do around here. Uh, We've achieved our yeah. goal. Exactly. That was we our... just hit you from all angles, yeah. swap you around, yeah. spin you around uh, in circles. Yeah, you, you basically on your way. You are. You spit roasted, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, that was a visual <laughs> I didn't need. We don't need that, man. We don't need that. That escalated quickly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that went south. Just a bit of belief for the dogs. Amen, amen yeah. to you, man. Yeah. Amen to you. I love it. Um, do you know right? I think I would love if we could part two. We, we at least there's just uh, I just I believe we've just scratched the surface on a fucking. Well, this is this stuff. is this is what you don't understand, mate. What we did tonight, that little section of that slideshow we told you, was one part of a seven-part slideshow that is actually. I want a, all a, seven. And we are more I'm than happy to oblige. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, because, because, because that slideshow actually was a global thing that ended in Australia. Okay. Right, we've also right. we've also got, I don't know. We got prequels. Yeah, we, we got, got sequels. We got prequels, we got sequels, we got folders, we got yeah. 
we, we got spin-off series. We got spin. You don't understand, man. You want to talk about Otis Carr? He was flying UFOs in the fifties, man. You want to talk about Otis? He's an interesting talk car. Um, yeah, Uncle, yeah. And then and then the government <laughs> stole all his stuff. So you know, there's that. Um, cool. You want to you want to fucking flip around the world? Yeah. We got. We'll take you around in eighty days, my friend. You want to know about the tunnel system that exists from the Mediterranean to where you are in the UK, mate? That possibly housed an underground people when the cataclysm came. Uh, and no one knows how they lit the tunnels, but it turns out there's a chemical lighting process that was found in Roman emperor's tunnels Whoa. two and a half thousand years ago. Do you want to go that way? We could do that as well. Fuck yes, man. Uh, do you know, mate, I think one of my favourite things is inner, inner earth and hollow earth. I fucking love it. You know, just the idea of all the like, different race of uh, yeah, well, look, down that enters it. Well, let's finish. Don't fucking pull my string. I was just gonna say he's gonna. If you say the word reptilian, I'm stopping us right now because it'll never end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'll look. I'll, I'll hit Go you. On. I'll hit Go you. On. I'll hit you with just this little, this little bit, this little, this little taste yeah, and morsel. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if you just want to think about it, if we want to go back into archaeology and we think that we came from a fucking, I think our. Shrew, it's a, a shrew. shrew. Our, our common shrew. ancestor, <laughs> yeah, the first after, mammal after the massive shrew, impact apparently. 65 million years ago is a shrew that killed yeah. off the end of the dinosaurs was meant to be something like some kind of shrew, and then we developed into <laughs> what we are. Well, that was <laughs> that that was in, shrew. Oh, some kind of fucking rat, yeah, some kind of rat mammal looking thing, man. Yeah, yeah. just, just a rash. little little fucking weasel hiding yeah. in a hole. Yeah, you know that's that's why the bastard lived. Yeah, that's so, where, that's that's where we came from. And then right? we're we're meant to evolve through the years into what we are today. Yeah. So <laughs> that we did that in sixty five million years. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah. Prior to the impact sixty five million years ago. Dinosaurs right, existed right. for 130 million years. So yeah. why do we think that they reptilians weren't able to achieve some kind of humanoid intelligent life form that possibly now let's not forget they've got another 50 odd million years of development upon where we have got to now they yeah. they could have risen and fallen risen and fallen and then become spacefaring they could have found places into the inner earth, um, yeah. like subterranean, under yeah. the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. anywhere, you name it. They could be anywhere. They could rule the globe. You don't know. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, could be a we're, we're running off fossil evidence yeah. that contains like 130 species yeah. of dinosaurs. It's not much. It's not much <laughs> because of the fucking timelines. Mm. But yeah. what's to say something didn't evolve to a point where it was able to get to a place where mm. it could either be spacefaring mm. or survive longer, you know, get to intelligent, get to advanced civilization. Mm -hmm. um, just because there's no record of them mm. doesn't mean they didn't exist. Absolutely. And it's purely the timelines is where, what takes me to that place. Mm. And look, and he, yeah. you got to think about it like 130 million years. What what can a species do in 130 million years if supposedly we've done it in 65, right? So that's that's, it's, that's it's, the bottom line. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line, right? You, you've got to open your perspective. I think you know when these theories, the the wild theories, come out, Lee. What we at the UTC because like like we said at the start, we I literally have done thousands of hours of research between us and yeah. other boys as yeah. well. It's not just us, right? Um, and we come together on and off the mic to discuss these things. A lot of this stuff, evolution, 
dinosaur fossil record, any other fossil record, actually, hominid fossil record, all this stuff. The evidence that it's actually based on is wafer thin. It really is. You get to a point where it's, it's, it's like these grand theories, you know, have been done from a left mandible. You know what I mean? They've yeah. extrapolated into yeah. a being a, pink, a pinky bone, a pinky bone, right? There's, there's a whole species because they found a single notch of a pinky bone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the yeah. evidence is very thin. We, we don't fucking know that we do, but we don't want to admit that. Um, and all things yeah. are possible, man. I mean, you want to end with the underground people. Where do these Tic Tacs go, man? Where do these Tic Tac UFOs go? They go in and out of the ocean. Exactly. They're going somewhere, aren't they? They're going in and out of the ocean, man. We know less about our ocean than we do our near-Earth space. Yeah. Right? yeah. In 2022, I think we still discovered, you know, explored less than 10% of the ocean, right? Yeah. It's, we uh, we yeah. got no idea. And if you're dealing with something that can evade fighter jets, obviously it doesn't want to fucking be found. That's right. So we could have scanned straight past them. Yeah. What's to say they don't have some kind of cloaking mm. mechanisms? They can obviously already scramble radar. They good shout that. That is they, a good shout. Mm. Yeah, they they jammed radar in the the Nimitz um, incident. Encounter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and you know, you want to talk about the ant people and stuff like that. I mean, the classic one is the ant people in North America, right? I mean, yeah. What what people don't grasp if they haven't looked into it is that what happened twelve thousand eight hundred years ago. We can't even. We cannot fathom it all right we're dealing with some interesting flooding at the moment okay and for some people it's definitely catastrophic however you, we're talking about a cataclysm that literally continent-wide wildfires mate at the same time yeah, yeah. the ocean level rose 400 feet in a couple of weeks mate right the tectonic plate yeah, shift, night, the yeah. ice that came off the like you want to you, oh, you want to go down atlantis right where atlantis is atlantis <laughs> is in the azores man where do you want to go right we could go on atlantis too if you want um because the other side of the plate of america where the ice sheet was is the azores plateau you take all the weight that's isostatic isostatic depression, depression. the weight because comes had, off and we it had goes ice down ice shelves that were three kilometers thick three miles thick. three miles sorry because they're american yeah uh in north america extending down to like oh, no, two miles 3.2 kilometers was it yeah okay extending down to sort of upper New York, mm. that kind of region, the Great Lakes area and all yeah, of that yeah. is all formed by these glaciations. Mm. Imagine an ice shelf that's 3,200 metres high, mate. So stand where you are and think about yeah. looking up and seeing ice for 3,000 metres, man. That's that's what was going on. And then hit that with yeah. a series of impacts, impacts. and air bursts yeah. that just vaporized. annihilate it. Yeah. It's just been fucking bedlam on it. Yeah. Like we don't, and like, yeah, yeah. it would be continent-wide wildfires, would be volcanic eruptions. Like, it would, people do not fathom. Like, the, what was re, what was wiped off the record in that instant is something that's unbelievable, right? But there yeah. is a tribe yeah. in North America that their origins, one of their origin stories, is basically surviving that cataclysm. And is it the, the Hopis? Sto- yeah, the Hopis. Yeah, the ant people come yeah. up and yeah. grab the Hopis, and they put, took them. They said, "Listen, cataclysm's coming." You can come with us and we'll look after you and then we'll let you back up yeah. to the surface when it's when it's safe. Okay. You want to you want to talk about the Sumerians. <laughs> Here we go again. You want to talk about the Sumerians, man. In the Sumerian texts, it says that they knew that the cataclysm that was coming was going to be so bad that they fled the planet, Lee. They fled the planet. Fled mm. the planet. The Naki. 
Oh, yeah. You know, the, that established the Sumerian part. <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, yeah, the yeah, Sumerian yeah. civilization, right? They knew. And that. Well, what is the story, Lee? The story is cataclysm's coming, build a boat, right? Fill it yeah, full of everyone. Yeah, yeah build, a, build a boat, fill it full of everyone, you know? You know, what What do the people eat? The bodies are dead sinners. But, um, yeah, fill, <laughs> fill it full of everything, right? And then survive the cataclysm. But see, the flood yeah. myth, you mean you wanted to go to flood myths, man. The, the flood myth echoes around the globe, right? There's the, the rainbow serpent down here. Um, there's the flood myth that exists in every culture, every religion across the planet. Yeah. Okay? yeah. And what is Armageddon described as? Armageddon is described as rocks coming from the sky. Okay. Fire yeah. and brimstone. Yeah. Fire and brimstone. Volcanoes, man. What if that is not a myth? What if that story is them telling us what happened? Right. Yeah, so the, or, or even what happened and what could possibly happen again. Well, you exactly. What well, do you want it? Well, we well we can go to Gobekli Tepe if you'd like to Pillar Forty Three, um, and Pillar, Pillar Forty Three. Yeah, there's a whole podcast on that one too. When we got hundred, it's hundred and sixty plus episodes. Yeah, the Pillar Forty Three one's actually quite good. Yeah, uh, I did a whole. I did like thirteen pages of research and then got Angus over Fuck here and just all, blew his mind. Um, it's a good episode. <laughs> just unloaded on me. Yeah, <laughs> it did that night actually. But Pillar Forty Three, it's uh, Sitrikus and Sweatman. Uh, they put a paper together, and Pillar Forty Three is an astronomical map. All right, that uh, represents the stars. Okay, right, and, right. It must be understood too that in my research for Forty Three, and in all the research, we do look at opposing views. Okay, it's not like we just pick one idea and we go, "That's it, that's us." We look at the yeah, different. Yeah perspectives and we put the utc filter on it and see which yeah. one rings true okay for us all right so it needs to be said that it's for us it's not necessarily anybody else you know but the sweatman said rick Stacey said that the gobekli tepe pillar 43 aligns with four dates lee okay right one of them is i think it's uh twenty thousand years ago okay uh twelve thousand eight hundred years ago which was the time of the cataclysm yeah. Uh, 6,000 years ago, 4,000 BC, which is interesting. There's a gap in the record around 6,000 years ago. Okay. No one knows what happened. All right. There's something may have happened during that time period as well. And then the other date that it lines up to, Lee, is today, mate. Yeah. As in current times. As in current times. Right. 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 And then you want to go to the Mayan sun disk, the calendar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's multiple interpretations of that, but the one that that I saw that I that echoed with me and echoed with the research is that the sun disk is at the end of a cycle. Okay, so if you if you got a pillar showing you stars that if you I mean the thing is if you stood at pillar forty three you got to they put a bloody cover over it now, but if you could stand there and look up you would see the stars that are represented on that pillar. Okay, yeah. Um, so that's telling you something, right? Why would you carve a massive pillar with those symbols on it, right? That's look up, yeah. look up, yeah. right? Uh, then the Mayan sun calendar, yes, it is. We were supposed to die in 2012. I'm pretty sure we didn't, but we were supposed to, right? Um, uh, it's actually the end of a cycle, okay? And that Bruce Willis saved us. Yeah, Bruce Willis saved the day. I'm pretty sure. But, um, <laughs> I just didn't tell the public. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't. We couldn't handle it. Yeah, we couldn't handle the truth. Yeah. Um, but no, so anthropologists, archaeologists, archaeoastronomers, there's a whole heap of disciplines got together and analysed the sun calendar. And basically, it is the end of a cycle. That cycle is between 1960 and 2040. And the message of the calendar is 
look to the sky in your times, Lee. Okay. Right. And you want yeah. you want to you want to turn it back around to modern times. We are in the time of the Kali Yuga. Right. The Yugas are another thing. Kali right? Yuga. I have heard that, yeah. Right. Yeah. And that is the time of chaos. Okay. But also astronomically, we are at the time of the end of the cycle as well. Okay. We are at the end of the cycle. We're at the end of the processional cycle. It's it's all coming together. Okay. Into yeah. uh, into because there is a galactic thing that happens as well, man. These these again, this builder culture, this megalithic culture that we constantly talk about, they didn't look at the stars forever and measure the procession for no reason, right? They were keeping watch. What were they watching out for? Maybe they knew every now and again, big fucking rocks come from the sky and fuck shit up. You know what I mean? And the thing is too, if you've got an ancient advanced civilization and they've been on this planet for X amount of years, potentially reptilian, right? Uh, (laughs) Angus, it's one of the races. It's one of the races, right? If you knew that the surface, I mean, oh, fuck. It's something like, 20 plus uh, extinction level events have happened in the last 200,000 years. It's more than that. I think it might be 55. I can't remember. Don't quote me. I'm pulling numbers from the ether here at the moment. Okay. No. Yeah. Don't listen to me. However, it's somewhere in (laughs) there. Fact check everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, So if you knew and you were on this race, on this planet for an X amount of time and knew that the the surface of this planet is not real stable, right? Where would you go? You would go underground. Right. That's yes, yes. You know, and look, is there an underground space race of aliens that drive tic tacs around the planet? Well, the evidence suggests maybe, you know what I mean? That's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, where, where are the tic tacs going? Yeah, where are they going? And they're always found over the ocean, man. Where are they going? Right. What do they do? Yeah, it's, uh, it's fucking fascinating, isn't it? Mm hmm. Well, mate, um, we might wrap it up down this end. Have you got anything yes, else mate. for us, mate? Oh, fucking hell, man. Um, <laughs> I wanted a while to... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, man. That was incredible. Uh, yeah, yeah, do you want to let everybody know where they can get hold of you? Yeah, Unlocking the Code. Uh, we're on Yeah, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, all the podcast apps. Uh, yeah, look, give us a shout-out. Give us a listen. Just so everybody, you know, your UK listeners and your US listeners, we actually have been downloaded in all states of America. Uh, we've got a pretty good following in the UK. We're still an underground Aussie indie podcast. However, we're not going anywhere. Uh, we love it. The research continues. The refinery evolves. And, uh, yeah, much appreciation to your listeners for tuning in tonight. And uh, always always appreciation to our listeners as well. You guys are awesome. And uh, without them, we wouldn't be able to sit here and just rattle off the stuff we rattled off tonight. I mean, you know, most of that was off the cuff. So, yeah. You know, yeah. If if you if you uh, give if you give us a couple of topics before round two, uh, yeah. Oh yes, we will do. Yeah, yeah. Um, take yeah, it, make sure mind, you so. make, make sure you're sitting down though, because it'll be a deep rabbit hole, <laughs> <laughs> and we will jump uh, from I fucking mean, time yeah. to time, from place to place. <laughs> yeah, we don't hold back. I mean, the other thing is too, but sorry, you know, that uh, just popped into my mind through the EFS stuff. There's a lot of this upart. And these bits and pieces that date back to 300 million years ago. Okay. It's fucking crazy. Right. It? And then do you want to, and then you could also talk about the depictions of humans riding dinosaurs. We just need to woo up. Okay. You, <laughs> we, need, we need to stop him. I need to, he will just I, keep I going. just, I can't stop him. So we need to just ease up. Yeah. yeah. But no, thank you very yeah. much for that, man. That was great. Oh. Yeah. 
you know, right, you're proper blowing my mind. That I really was incredible. And um, yeah, if you've not, I'll send you. I'll send. I'll have all your links in the show notes. Yeah, um, please do, mate. Please do. And yeah, look, we'll, I'll I'll do the same. So, um, oh, thank I, you. I'm, I'm not really too sure. That. Not I, I, this this episode for me will probably be the week that we record it. Um, I don't know when you're releasing this one, but we'll we'll swap it out and we'll do cross promotions and all that sort of stuff, mate. It's it's yeah, been no problem. I mean, if you if you're releasing it this week, I can do the same, mate. I can just push things about. Yeah, all no right, problem, yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be cool. We could do that, and then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, listen, man. Let's let's get off the mic and uh, thank you very much, brother. Yes, really mate. appreciate it. Yeah, um, do you want to stop recording and we'll just have a little chat? Sure, mate. <laughs> no worries, man. Sound, right. sound. Thanks. Yeah. Cheers, mate. To you guys. Catch us later. Thank you very much. Peace. Oh, are you staying? Stay, yeah, no, no, we're, we're staying. We're staying. Oh, okay. <laughs> just saying goodbye to the people. Just say goodbye. Say goodbye to it. the people, Lee. Say goodbye to the people, man. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, where do we find you, Lee? Yeah, where, where do we, do we find, find you? you oh, right. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, Subcon underscore realms 33. Uh, Instagram. Yeah. Subcon underscore realms 33 and email subconscious realms at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, and I'm only on Spotify. Okay. Yep. Yeah. We're on unlocking the code oh. nine at gmail.com. Don't hesitate to email us and any questions or queries that you have. So, all right. We'll wrap it up, mate. And then we'll, we'll have a chat. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Good oh, on you guys. Thanks, thanks very thanks, much. Lads. All right. Thank mate. you very much. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Just want to go again? Let's do it. Yeah, again. All right. I know you've been here before. No surprises settle the score. I know the darkness deep inside.